You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Man, you know what it's like. You get up in the morning and I'm like, wow, I got a show to do. And it's always great when it ends up being a show with people that I already know and then somebody that's from a blast from the past, which I didn't even expect, which was really cool. We've got a great episode, totally psyched. We got so many things to talk about. Plus, we have the great Hayes Cup event coming soon. And you know you guys always enjoy it. We got the uh, American theme, independent theme going down, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we have Julie with Skunk Magazine and Francesca from Alpaca Club. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you doing today? Good, good. Great so, to be here with you, Andy. Yeah, I know. Very exciting. I've, I've, I remember we talked a little bit about this. Skunk Magazine has been around for so long, like rocked, <clears throat> you know, to rival as with high times, you know, essentially. And uh, do you remember the year it started? Yeah, it started in 2003. It's a 16-year-old publication. And it started in Quebec. Uh, the two original founders, John and Attilio, were in printing in Quebec. And they were printing everything. Now, and a lot of it was the European buds, right? I mean, back, back even before 2003, Canada was like prior to America really being the, you know, the source of a lot of cannabis strains and things. A lot of stuff came from BC. Right. Yeah, yeah, there was a, a big tradition there. And, you know, John and Attilio, they worked with, for Heads magazine. Heads was an older uh, cannabis publication out of Canada. And there were a lot, you know, there was Tweeting Yourself, there was Cannabis Culture uh, with Mark Emery. Um, yeah. And absolutely. And then John and Attilio said, screw this, we're leaving Heads and we're going to start our own magazine because they had been doing this magazine for them. Uh, and, and that's when they did. And, and when they came out, they really, um, they went hard. Sure. And they brought in a lot of great talent, like the Rev, the cultivation editor, and they really kind of went after the real deal people in the space globally. They yeah. did focus globally. Yeah. Um, and they ended up being, you know, number two to high times. Yeah. And, and then about 10 years ago, which is when I came in as co-owner at the magazine, that's when like 80 more cannabis magazines came uh, into the ton, space. A ton, it was a ton. There wasn't was there wasn't that much competition. No. And then all of a sudden it was just a glut. And now uh, many of those entities have died and it's it's very much a, a a clearer playing field. I mean, publishing is one of those beasts where to to stay in a long time is a tough tough thing unless you after the first few years really get a following because it's a lot of money to really hire and public you know and to do photography and print and mailing and this there's there's a lot of factors i think people don't consider as much you oh know? yeah it's you have to get your head checked you know to go into publishing when i did it uh, 10 years ago, I had already incubated many brands in the health and wellness sector and yoga. And then when I got into cannabis, I took a vaporizer company, uh, Global, and turned them into a multi-million dollar company and got to really get a, 
a deeper understanding of the global industry and the whole lay of the land. It was incredible. And that's when I met John and Attilio, and they had just dealt with a court case coming down for seed importation and seed trafficking, because at the time they were the largest importer of seeds from Europe into Canada. And they were doing that through their distribution company. And so uh, when I came in, I basically negotiated for ownership to help them fight back and to protect it and modernize it and bring it into the new era. But I had no idea that this was going to be one of the hardest things I have ever done in sure, my life. Sure. And the amount of devotion and dedication. A lot. And just dying many times on this journey. <laughs> I'm a battle-weary <laughs> warrior, invincible warrior, really, at this point. And many of us in the space are that we've been through so much. But Absolutely. 10 years of devotion now um, to bring skunk where it is now. And, and, and now, you know, it's I moved it from Quebec three years ago to California. Uh-huh. And so now, you know, and I'm here in California. I'm a native Californian. Yeah, so that's great. So grew up, grew up in Cali. Yeah. Always had a love I've, for the herb. Absolutely. I've been a stoner girl, you know, since 15. Uh, stoner ballerina. <laughs> uh, when I first tasted the herb, it was amazing. You know, it was so healing for the body uh, as a dancer. And Do you remember what it was? Was there a name back then or it was just kind of... Whatever. Yeah, well, I lived in it, you know, I was born in 1976 and I came up in the 80s and then sure. was high school in the in the 90s. Uh-huh. And you know what it was like. like I know. We watched yeah, sure. the, the Mexi. We had the Mexi Berkeley. Oh, of course. Of course. And then we had the NorCal, you know, BC. BC. BC was kind of like, yeah, NorCal. Yeah. Yeah. And then having the kind start to come but, down. But and I remember when I first about, tasted the talk, kind and I was like, about. what? <laughs> I need to get a job. I need to start making money because I got to buy these ounces and they're oh, fucking yeah. expensive oh, yeah. compared to the, the, the Mexi brickweed. But, but the funny thing is we didn't know back then. And when the stuff would come from BC because it didn't have seeds and it was real crystally in this, you're like, this is the greatest weed ever. And then you don't realize that the Canadians, they were pretty fucking smart. They would bang out a lot of the crystals off the buds so they could have it for hash. Yep, key. And then it wasn't as smelly, and they fucking sent it to America, and that shit was so much better than the Mexican weed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it was like, you you know, and to, to see in my lifetime even how much it's changed. It's changed a lot. I mean, when I, I Knowledge, actually, like world, 19, everything, right? 1920, I went to Spain. I took off. And I worked as a waitress, and that's when I tasted my first Moroccan hash, chocolate. Uh, and I went, uh, it was in Amsterdam in 98 uh, and 99, and it was different. Oh, the, yes. The strains, you know, there was Northern Lights and Purple Haze and all the older strains that are nostalgic now. I think one of the, I think one of the things is, too, is because a lot of those strains were classic, classic crossbreeding, but were not huge yielders. And as the years went on, a lot of people started getting into the greed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the, the green rush. Then, you know, in the green rush and just producing plants that yielded more, shorter time, all these things so you could just turn over and get it out. And I miss sure. a lot of those older strains 
because a lot of the strains have a lot of really great medical benefits. You Dude, know? I agree. I'm a total sativa leaning girl. And, you know, I tasted my first amnesia haze in Spain. And, uh, you know, uh, the hazes, the Durban poison, these strains, and, 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 you know, a lot of the sativa strains, like you said, you know, they, they, they are very worthy of gorgeous medicine. Yeah. But in the Green Rush dynamic and with overtaxation and overregulation, it just becomes really fucking hard oh, yeah. for people. Yeah you know, to do that more artistic growing, small batch growing. There's certainly people that are doing it and, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Growing like Joseph from Snowtail Organics or Woodwide Craft. You know, there's people that are, you know, doing special boutique stuff. And and they're actually the ones that are doing the best in this fucking quagmire that we're in right now uh, in California, certainly. What do you um, think about... um I've seen Big Mike. He's so wild. But uh, with uh, Governor Newsom yesterday or two days ago, did you see that thing? Oh, yeah. Trying to corner him and say to get rid of the cultivation tax. <laughs> he goes, he shook my hand on it. He said he's going to do it. It's great. It's because it's of great. Big Mike. Big Mike. Governor is going to choose to do it now. Oh, like, no, don't even on. get me started That's on Newsom hilarious. and... <laughs> I don't have I don't advertise salt nutrients in the magazine every oh anymore for a reason. So <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on that. And Newsom, you know, he's a liar. He's a liar. You know, he's They'll just lying, say yes to lying. say it. You're saying. Well, no, I mean, I hey, whoever gets it done, get it done. You know, but it's. I uh, think th they should end the cultivation tax. They because, absolutely should. Because because first of all, the cultivator themselves. It's like when you're a wholesaler, you're reselling it to the stores. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck, when you buy, when you grow a tomato and you sell a tomato to the thing, you're not paying this all of a sudden tax because the person who's reselling it charges the tax. You the, can't the double end, and triple user. dip. They, That's what they're they doing. They quadruple, fifth, yeah. every, the lab pays. The cultivator, the fucking uh, duff to literally the trim mm -hmm. taxing that no it's ridiculous it's a 53 percent cultivation tax it's it, it's insane and everybody expects to make money all down the supply chain line and it's just there's you, plenty of money to be made that's what's crazy like they're being completely it's contrived beyond, beyond selfish and it's they, contrived please yeah, i mean we're in a land of plenty but we're dying of thirst they're making it so the black market survives that's really the stupidity of it. If they would make it where it just be normal and reasonable, most people would probably go into the dispensary and just buy it. Yeah. Because at least you know there's no pesticides, there's no this, at least what you're taking for the most part is clean. For you sure. Know? And if there was thousands of great spots to go instead of 600, like, what the fuck? Like, this region-specific deserts, cannabis deserts and and you know all these dispensaries going down like this is not a tenable situation yeah you know yeah and uh francesca born and raised in cali and no actually no. i'm not i am a transplant like most people in this area you guys are 
or born and raised OG. Where did you? Where I didn't. I'm actually all over the place. New York, Vegas. Okay, so Cali, that's that's Maryland, kind of my story yeah. too. I uh, started in Florida. Okay. At Pensacola Beach, where I grew up, just as a wee kid. Um, but it was very small town, not for me. Uh, I knew I'd probably get in trouble for smoking weed because I started smoking weed like 16. You know, okay. I, I was a beach sure. kid. We surfed. We yeah, yeah, did all course. those things. And uh, yeah. I wasn't really a drinker. I didn't, you know, I had a long drive home. I wasn't trying to get caught up on something like that. So it was sure. like, oh, I could have a little weed and still make it home and be it, it'd be okay. Um, and so as I got old enough, right around 19, I said, I'm getting out of here. I need some culture. I went to New Orleans. Um, I was there for about five years. New Orleans um, is dope. It was amazing. Fun. <laughs> oh, I love Jazz. That city. Yeah. One of my favorite Music. cities in, yeah. in America. Right? It was yeah. dope. Like, oh. It what's ties in. And you were young, right? Like, yeah. So that's the time to be down there. Oh, yeah. And I loved throwing a good party, and that was the perfect place to do it. And um, it's such a festival, festival season, and it's such a cool culture to be a part of. Absolutely. But uh, after about five years, I, I outgrew had your it. Full, I yeah, had, had my full. Um, I got a job offer in New York. I went and stayed in uh, Bushwick, Bushwick, Brooklyn okay. for, for five years. <laughs> and I had an apartment three blocks from the L. It was the perfect situation. Um, I was doing really well bartending there. It was a great uh supplemental income while I was trying to figure it out. It was just, I loved that city. I had so much fun and I did uh, some medical sales as well, which was real crazy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, as soon as I, I think I had my full after about five years, it was a trend for me. Um, and in 2017, I landed in LA. Uh, six months later, uh, legalization happened and I was like, I got to get on this train. So this you is- really just was like, Boom, instant. So yeah. when this shit happened, you're like, I'm going to get in. Oh, yeah. I got in right away. Um, what, what area? I Where started did you apply? direct to farm because it was what I was used to, um, moving bulk to different brands and helping them fulfill on orders. Okay, that's a dope job. Yeah, it started so I, there. I, I've, I've messed around with fulfilling for fucking places. <laughs> you walk in, it's like, not your money, but like, you know. You get to pick, you know, the people love you when you roll in. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I don't, a, I don't want those pounds. Like, those are okay. I get that. Blah, blah, blah. It was a natural transition. I went from selling medical devices and ORs and was like, oh, cool. It's just another sales job and it's something I really love. Free and, samples, though. And, they yeah. want to impress you here and there, yeah. right? So you always they got had to good test the product. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I kind of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, everybody was going to get excited about this. This was going to become a a harder industry to survive in and I, I wanted to go on to the next thing and that's what got me into delivery. Um, I felt like I fell back on the old school model of high school and can buy a pound, break it down and <laughs> see it move. And it's been really cool in its way because legalization has changed it. It's very much an e-commerce business. So it's And how this. do you um, how do you choose what brands you want to rep? Because I know that's always a tough decision. Um a lot of it comes down to it's specific to the area. There's so many brands that are emerging from all these different areas because it's not something that every brand can sustain doing statewide. So you have these boutique brands, which in certain communities slam and then in others they don't. So it's becomes this very careful, um, test of really knowing your customer. You have to really pay attention and 
that is so much what we're about at Alpaca Club is really understanding what our customer is and wants and including them on what this industry is, giving them the opportunity to choose what they like and us supplying that for their menu. And what's the area of delivery that you have? We are in Venice, Santa Monica, Marina del Rey. Then we skipped some in between and went over to K-Town and downtown. Okay. Um, and those are our areas for now. What we Oh, and we just uh, opened in the IE. We're in Fontana. Island Empire. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are going straight into the population. You ain't, yeah. hold, you ain't holding back. I hope mm-hmm. the prices are right. Yeah. The, that pe- the, people want some good deals yeah. in those areas. We love doing bundles. We love having good deals. Um, we have loyalty programs in place for people who are loyal to us to get a consistent 10% off. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we, we really want to take care of our people and keep them coming back because it's, it's a pack. It's family, and we want to keep that vibe going. Hell yeah. That is so wild. It's so crazy. And uh, you guys both... Uh, feel like the COVID madness is kind of subsiding and life is going back to normal or what? Oh, thank God. I think so. It seems that way, at least here. Um, people seem to be shifting back into their lives and it's nice to see people flourish in that again because um, we were stifled for a while here in California. And now Skunk is going to be doing some events right that's the plans now that the things aren't as crazy yeah yeah things are opening up now and you know skunk basically it's as i said 16 now and it's been a long road and now we're ready to do some really exciting stuff and 2022 is going to be a big milestone year because we're doing lots of different things so we're launching the skunk brigade our global membership club and, and what is that? Why don't you break down what is the Skunk Brigade? Basically, it's, you know, Skunk's legacy is that we've taught millions of people to grow organically at home. And we've talked not just about cannabis. Obviously, we teach people to grow organic fire cannabis and with fire genetics. But more than that, we've always also talked about consciousness. What always appealed to me about Skunk um, I'm actually a certified herbalist of 25 years. And so I was taught nice. I was taught about the plants in a very um, folkloric way. And I was taught how to make medicines, wild harvest. And okay. my consciousness was definitely transformed by that. And, you know, what I've believed for decades upon, you know, I'm getting, I'm 45 now. So more more than two decades of just believing that the earth has been propagating consciousness with her plants and that she's doing this so we can continue to evolve sure and that we need an evolution that we're actually in a second renaissance of uh, sorts and that we've yeah. been in this pandemic which has parallels the last renaissance 20 million died in the black plague and it was a shakeup of church and state oh, yeah. and allowed a oh, lot yeah. of new thought, new energy uh-huh. to come through. Yep. And there was the not the ability to suppress uh, industry and science anymore in the name of greed. There was sure. these, these leaps forward. Uh, Absolutely. And, and so we see that now, like a lot of greed has held back. Uh, many industries from evolving to be more sustainable, more sure. regenerative. Absolutely. And we're more intelligent than that. So Skunk's mission really is that along with teaching people to grow organic medicine at home, 
is to actually open up their consciousness, seed consciousness, talk about psychedelics and theogens, talk sure. about holistic health, sure. talk about evolving um, from whether it be social justice or the sexual revolution or sure. whatever aspects. It's a full-blown renaissance in oh, humanity. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so that's really what the Skunk Brigade is all about that's is cool. that we have this tribe of, of millions that have learned from us sure and we want to take it further and we're going to have all these different membership uh opportunities okay uh, subscription boxes oh that's fun. um and we're launching eco-friendly merch and apparel okay. okay and we're launching nfts so yeah. every cover of skunk will be an nft a lot of we, a lot of people are getting into the, bought yeah. land in the metaverse and <laughs> we're launching ten thousand wow. sparky skunks um, both feminine and masculine versions oh, of Sparky. Interesting. Because um, Sparky has been our mascot uh, sure. for a long time. So it'll have X amount of attributes and then the thing will auto. Well, we have a, actually a very talented artist that is doing, um, he does a lot of hand stuff. Sure. And then he brings it into, yeah, a software. Yeah, you have, yeah, so, yeah. What but it, there's a lot of yeah, what it is refinement is, that yeah. he's doing um, artistically as well. Because what it is is you're doing 10,000 of that character, but yeah. the he'll make, let's say, 400 attributes like shirts, a tie, or this, totally. or whatever, bandana, you know. Right. And then some will be rarer than others. Exactly. And then the program essentially, like, as you're minting, will just spit out one and if you're lucky you'll get one with a lot of really cool attributes so it's it's a very interesting world that we're living in with nfts and what they can do and um the yeah. money that's coming from it and the utility you know well, let me just take it back to the renaissance is part of the renaissance or what marks it is that we're moving from a creator culture I mean, I'm sorry, a consumer culture into a creator culture. Yeah. And a lot of people have talked about this. People who are thought leaders, you know, yeah. uh, leading economists say we're in a post-capitalist world. Sure. Um, you know, leading entrepreneurs say, obviously, look around us. The world that we used to know is no longer. Yeah. The way that we yeah. make money, the way that we think about life. Yeah. You know, my son's 21, and when you think about all the kids coming up, what we knew last century about how we would live and you know what we would do it's changing yeah and we our whole society is going to change with it and i do think we're headed into dark times i think the last depression we saw you know candy and movies and alcohol come out yeah now i think we're headed into another downturn because listen the la the in the pandemic we saw the largest grab of wealth sure. from the common people that we've seen in many of the several last centuries. Interesting. And and so that's concerning because the billionaires got richer and everyone else got poorer. Yeah. And something's got to give. Yeah. And and we're all struggling and and I feel like people are going to turn more and more towards cannabis and mushrooms. Uh, oh yeah. We already see oh, evidence. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and psychedelics are definitely making their way. You oh, know? man. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody and their brother is microdosing. Everyone. Do, do either <laughs> of you? I, I oh, don't. Yeah. I, I don't. But I've been told many times to take this journey. 
Have, so have I you, do. You, so you've never tripped before? Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely tripped. It's oh, just okay. always been fun. I, sure. Not in a I microdose sense. I, you're saying, I yeah. have done microdose, but sure. like I haven't done the consistency. Of, oh, yeah. I wake up every morning and sure. this is the amount sure, that I sure, take. Sure. And there are people that are doing that and, and showing great results from it. Um, and I, I applaud them. I don't know if that's for me, but yeah, yeah, do I a little, yeah. love eating mushrooms with my friends in the woods? Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I love microdosing okay. personally. Okay. It helps me. Okay. And I do microdosing pretty consistently, both with uh, acid, actually, and mushrooms. I mean, I've been doing dosing with mushrooms for 25 years. I used to make mushroom honey as an herbalist and do microdosing that way. That's actually a really pleasant way to microdose. But now I have my little chocolates or I have my little capsules. Sure. And I find it to be very helpful with stress, PTSD, and anxiety. I, I find it's very, very helpful. Oh, that's dope. And complimentary. How about you? You know, I, I kind of like Francesca, I don't know if I feel comfortable in my current brain situation to be like, oh, I'm going to microdose all through the day and do that of mushrooms. I, I guess... I smoke weed every day, so maybe I microdose weed in a sense all day long. So I'm kind of, my body is used to that. I think I need to be in a different frame of my life, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, um, I would like to do it, let's say, but and I just don't not, think. You know, everybody has a different chemical yeah. constitution. What I'm happy about is that more and more people are turning to this as an alternative and getting off the pharmaceutical. Oh, yeah. That makes me but so too, happy. But, too, I like to trip out for sure. Hell, yeah. I mean, like, forget about the fucking micro. We're all psychonauts like, here. Oh, yeah. you know. Give me the macro, baby. Yeah. Singing some gods let today. The, let the walls breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Timothy Leary and, uh, you know, who that, else? Uh, Terrence they, McKenna would agree. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were definitely they were both the, macro the, the godfathers guys. of oh, oh yeah beyond macro yeah. <laughs> to get to the to the whole another world yeah a godly dose a lot of things transpired from that yeah yeah from the yeah. creation of that little drug right there for, for sure. sure for sure and that's really the energy of the skunk brigade is that you know we are a global collective of humans that are woken up we are aware of so much. And it's, it's now, then let's have through all this quagmire that we need to go through over the next 10, 20, 30 years of change, let's have a good time together. Sure. Too. Isn't that what's wonderful about cannabis and mushrooms also? Is oh, it yeah. gets us to laugh, it gets now, us to it, loosen up, it gets yeah. us to feel ourselves. Does skunk dip into, I know mainly cannabis, but is there like little bits about psychedelics? Every issue. Oh, every issue. Yeah, that's what I was denoting you know oh, that, that, so every issue that skunk brigade is really about seeding consciousness because okay yeah every single issue oh, okay yeah, so the, yeah and okay. i'm taking it further like sure. i brought in in the last three years i brought in a certified herbalist brigitte mars who's also a psychonaut herself she's published 14 books she does a regular herbal column and then i have many different writers that have written about psychedelics entheogens sure um you know ibogaine you know Special K, you know, a lot of people are having ah, a lot of sure. good stuff with K. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, I that just want to cover a it all. for me, too. Yeah. Know, so. But for <laughs> some people, it's getting them off of the really no, bad, yeah. I, uh, I know, I know. you know, pharmaceuticals that. That, yeah. that, that were really tearing them down, you know. And I know people doing microdosing with K, mm -hmm. and it, it's, a, it's absolutely revelational for them. Is it for me? No. Sure, sure. 
but it's it, you know it's helpful to them. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's great. So, um, Francesca, what are the hours of your delivery service? So we're open twelve to ten um, in Venice, Santa Monica, Marina del Rey, uh, K Town, downtown, and uh, Fontana. <laughs> Nice, nice. Until 10, that's actually decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a lot of them that are open like 24 hours and stuff. Like, do you ever think about or that's It's a waste, right? Or no? No, it's more about um, being compliant. BCC wants you taking those last orders at 10. I mean, sometimes we don't get home until after 10, so call it that we're open later. But sure. we like to have try to get those orders in by 10. You know, keep it by the book as best as possible. Because people just can go online, app this, like let let's let's pe- people know what's up. Yeah, I, you can call us. You can place your order online. You can place it through Weed Maps. We're in all. Uh, we're on Dutchie, um, but you can also just go to alpacaclubla.com and that's it a, right that's there. That's easy. Like that's a super simple. Yeah. Right, and then you guys got well. There's always being kicked off of the gram if you're delivery or call whatever, but do you have one on there or not? I do. It is Alpaca Club. Um, it's the underscore or space LA. Okay, so my people listening in droves are utter stoners. So <laughs> you need to spell <laughs> alpaca <laughs> for my stoners. Okay, don't get away that easy. Spell it. For my friends. A-L-P-A-C-A-C-L-U-B underscore L-A. Follow us there. Same thing, but underscore I-E for Alpaca Club in the I-E. Yeah, go check us out. Uh, We've we've had to learn some tricks. We lost our first Instagram. Uh, They're pretty strict about their policies and rules, but there's ways to get around it. Just be a little careful. Absolutely. It's not what it used to be. Instagram used to be the Wild West. <laughs> now it's TikTok, I think. I know. Isn't it so crazy? It happens mm-hmm. so fast. <laughs> it, it's nuts. And uh, do you um, how do you feel like COVID? I know a lot of delivery went up, like almost, they said, 30%, 40%. Did it, like, go crazy and then people went back to life and normalness and Peter down or how do you feel like the bell curve is in your I think, situation? I definitely think it's tapered off in the sense of there's less people smoking in general. I think during COVID there were people smoking that just would have never considered that an option. But when, oh. when you are stuck at home sure. and there's a lot of anxiety and yep. drinking's not your thing, you're yep. willing to try other things. I mean, who wants yep. to be stuck inside eating mushrooms all day? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> For yeah. weeks oh, on yeah. end. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, you know, there were people that were smoking more then, so I think there's been a drop-off with that in general. Um, but there are people that have stayed consistent through the whole matter. I mean, we launched in Sacramento to start, um, and we... Uh, yeah, we launched in Sacramento in, in, in during COVID and then expanded the year after to L.A. Oh, dope. So, so you're in Sac also. Yes, we're in Sacramento Ooh, also. Look at that. Yeah. Entrepreneur here. <laughs> we got her hustling up and down. Yeah. Cali. Yeah, we're, we're kicking butt over here. So we, but yeah, we were excited to be delivering weed to people. There is a consistent flow of people still ordering weed. Um, definitely some drop in numbers, but things have stayed consistent. Nothing, sure. you know, um, breathtaking. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, nothing to worry about. People are still smoking weed. It's, yeah. it's good. And yeah. 
Not everybody wants to go stand in the long lines. I mean, especially here no. in LA. It's no. a it's a experience here. Delivery is dope if you know what you want. Yeah. You know, a a dispensary is different because, you know, you have to like if you if you don't know what you want, you're like, "Oh, I want to go. I want to learn. I want to look. I want to see all the different things, blah blah blah." And it's like you need that experience. But then there's a huge majority of stoners that know the strains and know the genetics and pretty much like don't necessarily have to walk into a dispensary. Now that was more the case when you could actually look at the flower. Mm-hmm. But now they've done these fucked things where the packaging is all whatever and you don't even get to see the fucking nugs. Now that is, I think is kind of fucked. What like, happened to the window, guys? What happened to the window? <laughs> Where did it go? Why'd you take out the window? Uh-huh. It's like, damn, that's not cool. No. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely got really crafty in the artwork. I'll have to give them that. But, yeah, I like seeing the flower. That's ultimately why I'm buying this. Um, that's yeah. one of the So the then it's hard. Parts. It's like you got to throw the dice almost in a sense, you know? So that's also why, like, knowing dependable brands... Absolutely. Or ones that like, oh, I don't know, but, you know, oh, they always grow good weed. So, like, oh yeah, good chances you're going to be fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Tell okay. me your favorites. Um, one of my favorite flower brands is THC Design. They just kill it with their flower, the product they produce, the um, staff that they produce to support retailers. They're, they're an ace in the hole um, all the way across the board. Now, if we're going to switch into rosin, I'm going to talk about Rosin Tech Labs because they just, they are, sure. they're papaya. We we still have some left and it is a cannabis cup winner and really delicious, delicious, delicious. Oh my gosh, I got to get some of that. <laughs> and uh, Julie, what about you? I need what, about, what about some favorites? Throw some well, stuff out. Well, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I really love, one, one of the reasons I was speaking with Matt from Alpaca Club, uh, Francesca's Found, partner. Founder of Alpaca Club. Yeah. So Matt, uh, he originally worked with Madrone. And, you know, I was up in Mendocino. I lived there for five or six years. When I left Quebec, where I was for five years, I went to Mendocino. And, I mean, you know, right there you are in the the mix of just incredible, incredible uh, herb. And I have so many favorites. A lot of the small farmers, you know, that are producing really incredible herb, uh, you know, from Casa Flor, um, you know, Happy Days Farms, all the farms that uh, Dr. Bronner's Son and Earth, um, all the farms they represent, uh, you know, Moon Maid, Huckleberry Hill Farms, you know, it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, smoking the best and the best of a ice water hash that's coming out um there's oh, not yes. as much traditional hash here as i would like no um but there's it's all the oil people and the dab ice dab, water hash dab, dab, dab. and i'm a hash head. <laughs> like, i like my one I gram joints bubble. with a smear of hash inside that's my classic joint i roll every oh, yeah. day Ju- and julie, julie, julie knows how much i love I, I got the best hash too it's great i just love it yeah so there's so many great brands um yeah, what can I say? Shout out, shout out to Doc, up in uh, Northern Cali. Yeah, I got some premium stuff he had brought down when he came down for the last cup. I know Doc for twenty five years, from Eddie's farm. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. 
my son is actually apprenticing making ice water hash right now, which I'm happy I I told him, yeah, go for it, go yeah, for bring, it. Bring <laughs> mom some samples. <laughs> Absolutely. Be a good, good boy. Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like most Mother's Day. Oh, just flower. No, I want some ash. <laughs> Mother's Day, give me some ash. It's true. That's great. Yeah. Hash mama. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. Uh, good connection. So best ways for people to check out the magazine yeah well what's great about skunk so um definitely go and see us at skunkmagazine.com we have lots of different new things going on in about three four weeks we're going to have a new website and also a new shopify cart that has all of our new skunk brigade membership opportunities so we're going to definitely be getting the word out about that um, so please check back there. And we have so much incredible content there. It's ridiculous. We have some of the best educators and thought leaders in the space globally writing consistently online. So go check us out. And you can buy the the subscription there if you would like. Our subscription ships globally right now. We have thousands of subscribers that it goes out to globally. And then we have 4,000 retail doors across North America. We're in all the Barnes and Nobles, magazine retailers, and uh, chain stores, both in U.S. and Canada. So you can find it out there. And then if you can't find it in your town, you can definitely just go to the website and find it. And uh, definitely follow us on IG, Skunk Magazine. Um, we're doing all kinds of you know fun activations there as the year uh, unfolds. And yeah. The magazine, uh, you can find my email in there. If you ever want to shoot me a message, feel free. And uh, thank you so much. Any shout-outs, Francesca, uh, friends and family? Uh, so many. Uh, we want to uh, welcome and thank Matt Pascal, founder of Alpaca Club. Um, Julie here from Skunk is just a major supporter. Uh, and, yeah, our brands that we support on our menu, like, they've, they've ride, rode the wave with me, so... Hell yes. Thank you, ladies, for coming in. It was such a pleasure. Look forward to having some really good herb delivered from Alpaca over here. And uh, definitely, Julie, thank you so much for gracing us and uh, keeping a great magazine together that I remember when I was young enjoyed. Thank you, Andy, and I'm excited, too. We're going to do a co-branded event together. Yep, co-branded at the Hayes Cup. And At the 91 Club. And then you'll get to also um, see uh, them on Hayes TV Network. Yes, awesome. very excited about that. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. have to do like a, a alpaca delivery, totally. little, little docu-show or something. Totally. Like, you yeah, know, like and the shout out to Dan. funny things that happen, let me tell you. And we have right? to shout out Dan Spillane <laughs> as well for bringing us together, Andy. 91 oh, yeah. Club, oh, Dan. Yeah. Absolutely Great shout out fellow. to Dan. <laughs> We'll be rocking with him, the yeah. great Grateful Dead. Yeah, oh, baby. Yes. On the bus. Oh, We're going to yeah. get on the bus. Yeah. Get on the bus. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll def- there'll definitely be some mushrooms at that bus. <laughs> yes, there will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's cool. Sure. Well, let's uh, let's continue on. Thank you, ladies, for so much for coming on. Check out Hayes Radio Network, hayesradionetwork.com. Download the app and check us out on Hayes TV Network now on Roku. See you guys later.
You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.